Welcome, Oncers. You have discovered the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This is an unofficial podcast dedicated to the hit ABC TV show, Once Upon a Time. And now, here are your hosts, Jeff and Colleen Roney. Hello. Hello. <laughs> it's been so long, I need to reintroduce myself, I guess. <laughs> so, we're still Jeff and Colleen. We are indeed. And... We will not go completely into it, but we've had a fun hiatus. We have indeed. We have done a lot of things, and right at the top of the podcast, uh, I just want to say, uh, give some sad news. Uh, I, I don't. I've never experienced this before. Hmm. Uh, we have lost one of our listeners. Yeah, uh, Marlene Howland uh, has passed away. Yes. And it was very, very sad. Uh, she was diagnosed with uh, brain cancer. Less than two I'm, months ago. And uh, two months later, uh, she passed away. Mm. And I she really... She was a very, very nice lady. She was very kind, very mm-hmm. kind to us. Yeah. Always very... Uh, just, just so kind. And, and I can supportive. remember... Mm-hmm. Very supportive. I, I can remember her and uh, Manny uh, mm-hmm. watching Once Upon a Time and, and tweeting back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, she was just a really nice lady. And then reading the other comments from uh, other listeners of the show, mm-hmm. uh, she she just she was kind to everybody and, and right. really did that. So we will miss her. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I did want to uh, yeah. say that right up front. Yeah, we are we are very sorry, and uh, our thoughts and prayers go to her family yeah. because that is it's a difficult thing. Yeah, but uh, we we continue on, and I I think because she loved Once Upon a Time mm-hmm. so much that uh, it would be uh, one of those things where she'd say, "I I want to know what happens next." So <laughs> we, yeah. and that's why we uh, uh, keep going. So mm-hmm. well, anyway, we've had a really not a not a full hiatus. It's been some ups and downs, and mm-hmm. Colleen's had jobs, and then not had jobs, and then had jobs again. So yeah. it's been a wild, wild time, <laughs> to say the least. But uh, and she, busy, yeah. She's been she's at a job now, you know, and really busy at that new job, and that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. We did also go up to Steveston yep. uh, a couple of months back. And that was really a lot of fun. We did a live Periscope tour of mm-hmm. Steveston, which was just fantastic. It was so much fun. And yeah. they were setting up for the premiere episode, actually. For season five. Season five. Mm-hmm. And so it was like the day before they filmed, and so there was things, and I didn't know really what they were. So it was kind of neat. And uh, we will include the link in the show notes. We will indeed. And we will actually be able to release some of those pictures once the episode airs, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Because there's a number of them that I have not. Exactly. So. (laughs) Because we don't do spoilers. Right. Uh, If if I do tweet a spoiler, I put spoiler in the beginning so you know. And I do my best to not uh, give the photo. Right. So during the hiatus, I really decided to get more uh, social media involved, mm-hmm. and I hope that it's been a good thing. I know that there's a lot of new uh, folks on social media following us, and mm-hmm. so we say, hey, hello, welcome aboard, and probably 
some have left, and that's okay. <laughs> it's it's ups and downs. Sure. But uh, so that's really been our our hiatus, and I did want to quickly review because we have a fantastic interview with Josh and Matt from. They call it Geeks of the Galaxy. Right. But we call it the Magnificent Geeks of the Galaxy. Exactly. So if you are if you are fans of theirs, hold on, because we're going to review the Season 4 Blu-rays for Once Upon a Time. Then after that, we're going to go right into the interview with Josh and Matt, which is a whole lot of fun. Because mm-hmm. Matt is a Once Upon a Time newbie, and he just oh, watched yeah. part of Season 1. Yeah, he's so I like get about to, halfway through. Not I even get that. to grind him a little bit about that, but then we <laughs> talk about season yeah, one. Yeah, so do. that's a lot of fun. So I need to thank Disney and ABC. They provided us with a review copy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Blu-ray of season four, Once Upon a Time. So mm-hmm. I want to thank them for that. And the one thing I I do want to say, and I know that I've said it before, and and Nani has responded. Hi, Nani, mm-hmm. and is that I think we're going to go away from physical discs. And she sees it a little differently. That's okay. But but I think that we're all going to go to streaming. But the one thing I've noticed is that streaming isn't as quality as a Blu-ray disc in your Blu-ray mm-hmm. player. Yeah. And that's what I really noticed this time watching the episodes was just how good they looked. Yeah. Even on TV. Yeah. I mean, it looks good. But there's something, you know, incredible about a Blu-ray. That is true. That is very true. And uh, if any of you have DVD, please leave a comment in the the show notes uh, on the the page of this post why you bought a DVD instead of a Mm -hmm. Blu-ray. I just, I wondered why. So anyway, it was so nice to see it crisp and clear in a a Blu-ray of Once Upon a Time. Mm-hmm. And it was nice to revisit. I know that you, Colleen, have gone through and rewatched the episodes to kind of you know, Get see it again. Get caught back up again. Get yeah. caught back up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in fact, and, I'm actually down to the last two episodes of season four. Mm-hmm. And if I watch them sometime this week, I will be caught up ready to go for season five next Sunday. So excited. And... Yeah, so it's been really neat, and mm-hmm. you've actually noticed that you liked the episodes, even that you didn't like initially, yeah. better the second yeah. time that you saw it. So, And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that going back and watching some of the earlier episodes that I maybe didn't care for the first time or didn't like as much, I actually like them more simply because I know where it's going. I know what it leads right. to, and I think that's where it uh, it made a difference. So if you haven't watched the series from the beginning again, it's worth doing. If you really love this show, try and just, you know, here and there, watch the, you know, first season, second season. Just go, keep going, and it's... It's good to see little things that are huge clues to what happens later in the you know this in the show. So it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's worth it. Now this review is not going to be exhaustive, no, and extensive. Uh, yeah. We are going to kind of talk about things that jumped out that mm-hmm. really meant something to us. And um, there's other folks that do a more in depth uh, review. Uh, Daniel J. Lewis at the Once Podcast does a very a really in-depth review mm-hmm. of this. Uh, but we're just going to kind of take it at what 
what leapt out at us, right. what jumped out at us, and that right. kind of a and thing. And we want you to so. watch it yourselves and kind of, you know, take away your own yes. thoughts and, about it. And that's another thing is I didn't really want to spoil anybody. Nothing right. against what Daniel's done, but I didn't want right. to tell everything. Right. So you watch it and mm-hmm. you experience it and then you learn some nuggets and mm-hmm. like, wow, that's mm-hmm. really cool. So that's really uh, what I wanted to do. Uh, today with this so the bonus features mm-hmm. and there were a number of them mm-hmm. uh defrosting frozen yeah which talks about the whole frozen storyline and elsa and snow queen and that kind of mm-hmm. a thing i really liked that mm-hmm. extra a lot oh yeah it's fascinating because when you don't realize it if you haven't you know, if you are not aware of this, Georgina Haig, who plays Elsa, is actually Australian. Mm-hmm. And she did not keep her Australian accent for the show. She affected an American, so to speak, accent. And she does such a great job at it that when you listen to her speaking with her native Australian accent, it's kind of a little bit shocking, but in a good way. You're like, oh, I didn't realize she was Australian. And uh, so it's really, uh, it's really an interesting behind the scenes look. And they talk about, you know, the dress and they talk about how they made everything and, and just the different aspects of the whole frozen storyline. And it, it's really, it was really well done. I liked that. I liked the behind the scenes, the talking about the dress and here's a little hint. It was heavy. Yeah. <laughs> just so you know, <laughs> I, I also enjoyed the, some of the angles of things mm-hmm. that they filmed, like right after they finished filming, mm-hmm. and the because it, it's it's re- even if you go see filming at Steveston, mm-hmm. you're really not that close, right? You don't even get if, it close. Yeah, I had a pretty good camera, and I got some really good shots but mm-hmm. you have a high def camera right there mm-hmm. and so you can see kind of the background and, mm-hmm. and all that that i really enjoyed that i really yeah. did think that that was uh, really incredible i've but. always loved you know those making of type yes. little mm-hmm. you know vignettes that they do on these dvds and not just on ones but they've done on other shows or movies or things like that i like the the magic behind the magic so to speak so it's very interesting and I don't know if any of you remember, but they did have at one point, I think it was season two, I think it was season two, that they had an official mm-hmm. Once Upon a Time podcast. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Adam and Eddie would come and talk about themes kind of similar to what we do and breaking down of the show and answering questions from Facebook and mm-hmm. that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what this little extra was all about is why they brought in frozen and what was so uh, what was going on inside Elsa's mind and how did her character come about and Mm -hmm. uh, different connections with emma and that kind of a thing right so it's really neat if you really despise the frozen storyline i would really ask that you to watch that Mm -hmm. that extra Borrow the DVDs if you didn't buy it. Right. And and watch that because yeah. it'll give you kind of a um, a little better look at it, I think. So. Yeah, well, and it gives you, from the actor's perspective, where they were coming from as well. So, I mean, it was nice to see not only Georgina, but all the actors in that particular section. They talked with m- pretty much all of them. And it was really great to see, you know, the fun little behind the scenes, but also their motivation for their characters as well. So yeah. uh, definitely, definitely recommend that. That was definitely one of the better portions of the 
extras. And it was nice to see a lot of the cast mm-hmm. talk about yeah. that storyline as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay, the next bonus feature was uh, Behind the Magic Tour. Now, that was a lot of fun. We have had the great fortune to go up to Steveson mm-hmm. a couple of times mm-hmm. and see the, the public area and, and sure. all that. And um, do, we did a Periscope tour. It was really kind of a neat thing live. But anyhow, this went into Bridge Studios, mm-hmm. of which we've heard about, we've known about. There's a great article about how they created a bit of Steveston inside of mm-hmm. this studio so that they could film interior but make it look exterior, the interior of Granny's, mm-hmm. that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And we get to see that. Yeah. And it was, they had a lot of fun with it. You can tell yeah, that yeah, they yeah. planned it out. It was very well planned and a very cute little vignette with Ginny and Josh. Sure. And um, we got to see a little bit of. Other characters won't tell you who. You have to watch the mm-hmm. the tour to see it. But it was really a lot of fun, and it was really cute. And, and uh, I like the way they did that. And I like the fact that they showed us behind the scenes what really goes on. So, it, it, yeah, definitely worth watching. Definitely worth watching. And we did <clears throat> learn a little bit of a tidbit of information when we went up to Steveston is that they actually filmed the interior of Gold Shop for the first two years of the show. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. In Steveston, in that that shop. shop. Mm -hmm. And there's only been another place where they did interiors and exteriors, which was the pet hospital. And the cannery, too. The cannery. Mm -hmm. And uh, when they switched to any given Sunday, because Mm -hmm. if you go in there right now, you can see on the door that there is... um, Wallpaper. Mm-hmm. So anyway, they they did yeah. they did some work to turn that into that, but it's it's a rare thing. But now it's all done. All the interiors and some exteriors mm-hmm. are done in studio. Mm-hmm. I think very little of the exteriors are done in Steveson. But anyway, it was just so cool to see the sets that we've wanted to see. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a tough thing to get on set. Yeah, it is very very very. The Bridge Studios we're talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah, and they showed us. Yeah. So it was really, really neat. It was nice. It was yeah. a nice little... I, I thought that was a great extra feature. And you get to see Josh <laughs> taking a nap. Yes. Okay. All right. No more spoiling. Don't tell I'm him anything. not spoiling anymore. No. Okay. Uh, there's, there was this fun little comedic thing written by Jane Espenson. Actually, you saw Josh making tacos. Okay. <laughs> I'm spoiling. You're spoiling now. <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay. Three Who Stayed. Mm-hmm was a fun little thing about once Elsa took down the ice wall. Yeah. The premise was everyone left. Yeah. But there was three people who stayed. And one of the characters was Patton Oswalt, and he played this character. Yeah. And it was kind of a funny, you know, we often talk about the realities of life mixing in with this whole fairy tale life. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of fun. It's a little bit of a mockumentary. It was a mockumentary. It was very funny. It was very cute, very well written, very well acted, and quite hilarious, actually. So totally recommend that. Because there's not a lot of really fall on the ground laughing funny stuff in Once Upon a Time. It's it's more dramatic. (laughs) So this was kind of fun to see that. It was really fun. And my all-time favorite extra bonus, the fairest bloopers of them all. Oh, yeah. This... Set of bloopers, my favorite mm-hmm. of all the seasons. I think they must have taken uh, what we had 
told in the last time we reviewed the DVD Blu-ray set and said, hey, more bloopers. We need more of them. Yes. Because we kept saying, you know, there were some and they were great, but we really want more of them because we know that they cut up all the time on set. That's just that happens with any show. But we wanted to see more of our favorite characters having little moments where they either messed up or they were being goofy or silly or you know, it totally worth watching multiple times. They did a great job, really great job. I still want to see more just because I think it's more fun that way. But uh, they definitely had quite a bit more this time in this particular set than they did in the previous season's set. And we enjoyed them thoroughly. So highly recommend that particular bonus and hope that they do more of them for season five when it comes out. And as you watch the bloopers, you'll notice that that there is even like sections mm-hmm. that were the same type of blooper. I mean, yeah. they they really took their time. Yeah, I they think, did. yeah, and they really did a fantastic yeah. job. Yeah. So, yeah, very well done, very amusing, and uh, really fun to see. You know, these characters, the actors, being at their, you know, most human. I guess. We also watched the deleted scenes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I took away was that some of them I could look and say, yeah, I'm, I'm glad they cut that out mm-hmm. because it, it didn't really need to be there. Right. Didn't add or didn't detract right. by not having it in there. It was yeah. kind of an extension of what they already were doing. Yeah. And we got the point with a smaller bit of it. Right. We got enough information yeah. with what they did end up putting into mm-hmm. the show rather than having that extended bit. There were a couple of them I was like, oh, no, that would have been a really good thing to have had in there. That would have been helpful to have seen. It would have made things a little easier to kind of like piece some something together. But ultimately, you know, it was nice to see them, but it was not uh, a loss to not have them in the show. Two, there were two of them that really kind of stood out to me, and there, there was the Rumple and Henry mm-hmm. uh, deleted scene that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you you really have never seen that type of exchange. Yeah, and it was really nice to see that. The mm-hmm. other one was the Regina and Rumple. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Listen, Lana should get an Oscar just for that <laughs> deleted scene alone. Yeah. And it was cut out. Yeah. yeah. She was incredibly evil queen, mm-hmm. incredibly funny. Mm-hmm. It was just yeah. delicious. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I, 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 and, and I really just watching her mm-hmm. was mesmerizing because She's talking to, invariably, one of the most powerful beings, the Dark One. Mm-hmm. And, and she's just egging him on. Mm-hmm. It, it reminded me of like a junior high school, you know, little thing. Yeah. It was just so fun. Yeah. And I, I really did enjoy that. But anyway, it just the deleted scenes as a whole, it kind of didn't jump out. In the past, there have been like one or two that we've, we had to, we should have seen that in yeah, there. This was yeah, really, yeah. but it didn't really, no, none of them jumped but, out, like but I the said, two I mentioned. They were good. Yeah. Not to say that they weren't good. They were right. good scenes, but they weren't necessary yeah. to move the story along. Yeah. And it was probably good that they didn't include them, although there were a couple that would have been nice to have seen. However, it didn't, take away from what they did in the show so right. it was nice to see them yes. I enjoyed that and I still enjoy seeing deleted scenes and I'm glad that these were not scenes we could have said 
oh, we should have seen that. That mm-hmm. should have been in the show. I'm glad that it was just, no, these were scenes we did and we didn't, you know, include them. And it made sense why they didn't. So, yeah. Now, let's talk about the commentaries. Oh, dude, the commentaries. So I think we may have, we may see it differently. So Maybe. So go ahead and, and in general, do you have any comments about the commentaries? My favorite one, I think, had to have been the one with Colin. Okay. I okay. loved that commentary. That was really good. Well, he could read the phone book, and I think you know you'd what I would. It. I would be perfectly happy if he sat there and just recited the ABCs, Anderson. the ABC, ABCs for <laughs> yeah. you know an hour. I'd be perfectly okay with that and different inflections. But yes, no, I thought it was very interesting to to hear his little comments, and that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that one a lot. All right, there were a couple of them I really enjoyed. Actually, the one with Jane Espenson was really good too. I enjoyed that one thoroughly. Lana, I think it was Lana and Jane. Yes. That one was wonderful. That's that was equally if not more spectacular in my mind than the Colin one and I love Colin. So I I had difficulty. The I don't know if there's like a rule book for mm-hmm. commentaries mm-hmm. that you must kind of keep in time with what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. I noticed a number of times where the discussion was going on and it kind of went off and right. it had nothing to do with what we're watching. Right. Not to say the discussion was. <clears throat> well, it wasn't like it was unnecessary. It wasn't like it was. It was not germane to the episode. Correct. And like I said, not that it wasn't interesting. No. But I was like, okay. Because I felt that they missed it. I want to hear about that. Tell me about that. And. So I think that there was a point where there were a couple of the commentaries where, like you said, the conversation took what I would call rabbit trails where they started to kind of talk a little bit about it. But then they went off on a tangent related to the show, but a tangent that had nothing to do with the particular episode they were commenting on. It was almost like they kind of stopped watching it and they were reminiscing about something else. And that's all fine and dandy. But there are points where you're sitting there, you're going, I kind of want to know what's going on here. What was going on here? What was happening in this, you know, what was going on through your mind? What was happening? You know, what are the little interesting bits of information about that? And there were a couple of commentaries that were spot on that they would say, Oh yeah, this is where, you know, remember we were talking about this and this was happening behind the scenes and over here, someone's laughing and I'm trying to, you know, that kind of a thing It was specific to that particular episode. And I really appreciated that. Uh, I think uh, Jane and Lana probably stayed most on point about the episode itself. And they, they kind of did a little tangent thing but it was very much a tangent based on what had just happened in the episode so it, was, it still worked but i think they probably stayed the course and stayed most true if i remember correctly to what was going on and i really like i said i thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed that commentary i like you said i mean are there rules about commentaries i don't know if that there are necessarily any you know defined or commentary must be this 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 or this i know for me personally if i'm watching a commentary i want them to comment on the episode we're watching what's happening and i kind of want them to comment little tiny bits here and there so you can kind of hear the dialogue i don't necessarily want them talking completely over the episode so much that you can't hear what's being said because you're like going well wait are they are they talking about something related to what's on the show well and that's that's for me that's what i enjoy about a commentary and there were some that were like that they were great they they stopped and they they were actually watching the episode and then they'd throw little bits here and there and i liked that and then there was a couple of them that were just kind of they just talked almost nonstop through the episode and 
went off on little tangents. And again, interesting information, just not specific to the episode. I I agree. That's my I, personal I, opinion. I would have hoped, and I hope that they would watch the episode and kind of comment. So it's like being with us, right? Yeah. <clears throat> they were they were watching with us and making comments yeah. as they went along. Yeah. So I have some specific comments about some of them. So the Adam and Eddie and Jennifer Morrison commentary of mm-hmm. the tale of two sisters. We learn about tank top Emma, which that was that was worth the price of the Blu-rays because <laughs> tank top Emma, she means business. Mm-hmm. When you see the coat come off and the, mm-hmm. the overshirt come off, she means business. And I was just like, I was thinking that was like the Walter White shades of clothes when he mm-hmm. was moving towards mm-hmm. Heisenberg and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So you, you can kind of tell with what she's wearing. Yeah. So obviously red's a power color and all that. But uh and also that Adam and Eddie knew that Zelina was marrying the whole time. Mm, mm-hmm. So there was I think some people felt like, oh, you just kinda threw that in at the end. And no, they knew you they yeah. knew it exactly what they were doing. So it was not a surprise. Uh also in the Steve Perlman, the director, and Colin O'Donohue for Poor Unfortunate Soul, the commentary. Uh, Colin had a fan moment meeting Ernie Hudson because he yeah. was just a huge fan of uh, Ghostbusters. When he, yeah, when Ghostbusters. he was a kid, isn't that funny? Yeah, that was really cute. That was really funny to you know we forget that these actors that we just absolutely love and idolize on some level, they're also people and they fanboy and fangirl like we do when they meet other actors, which is hilarious because most actors will tell you we're just like everybody else. Yeah, sort of, but not really, but sort of. Yeah. And Ernie, Ernie Hudson's making a lot of appearances at conventions for uh, autographs and pictures and that kind of a thing. And there was an article in a paper that he finally made peace with Ghostbusters because actors really don't want to be remembered for one role. They kind of want to do a movie, move on and do the next one. But he's finally made peace with that. And that's great. That's a great thing. Yeah. Uh, Jane Espenson and Lana Perea's commentary. I I love when Jane talked about the deep conversation in the writer's room about throwing rice at a wedding. (laughs) Then she mentioned something. It may have been brought out before, but now I know for sure is that these parallel timelines are actually in the same time we are now. Yeah. So it's not back in time. It's now, but it's in a fairy tale land. Yeah. So when we throw rice, they do the same thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Do they have cell phones? I don't even want to talk about that kind no, of stuff. Yeah. But it's the same time, yeah. but it's in a different it's parallel realm, universe, right? so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, also, it was fascinating. I mean, anything Lana says is fascinating. <laughs> but when she was talking about the motion to throw a fireball, mm-hmm. she said a fan really asked her a- about that. And it was I mean, maybe it was a, a video from one of the conventions. But anyway, she she said everyone's different. When they throw a fireball or when they they do the motion to to move somewhere else. Right. Everyone has their own little different spin. Right. But she says when she throws a fireball, it's like she grabs in. She scoops it. Scoops it out from her soul. Her belly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it's really interesting talking to. Or listening to an actor talk about yeah, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, how so, they, how they yeah. developed a particular uh, mannerism 
for the character. Yeah, it was yeah, really she, neat. She called it the magical I'm leaving flourish. Yeah. So. And she's done that, you know. Yeah, she just right. she has a very distinct way of doing it. And if you do watch, it is absolutely true. She and Rumple don't leave, you know, magically leave mm-hmm. somewhere the same way. They don't grab up their whatever it is they're dealing their magic is very different how they you know it's very unique to that character and i love that they have done that and i like that she talked uh quite a bit about that it was really really fascinating it's like a dancer very very cool all right um and then they geek out about a scene location change and that kind of thing i love those little kind of Mm -hmm. tidbits but uh anyway overall I really love the Blu-ray. I will say that compared to the last season's Blu-ray, this one had some, what I would consider much better, much better quality bonus extras Mm -hmm. that we had. We had good ones in season three DVDs, but this was definitely more. And I hope that they just up the game even more for season five because we have so much we want to know and so much we want to see and and we love the fact that there were so many more commentaries and i love the fact that it was they got a different group of people for most of the commentaries it wasn't the same ones over and over so that was kind of nice but i want more commentaries oh, yeah, i want yeah, yeah. i want every single season mm-hmm. to have at least one commentary with josh and jenny yeah i wanted commentaries anyway i i, I want more <clears throat> interaction and commentaries from the actors themselves yeah. nothing against a director right. or writers or anything like that it, no but. it's not, it's nice to get that that side of it and i like that they paired the you know a director mm-hmm. or a writer with one of the actors i right. thought that was really well done and i would like to see more of those with the you know with the commentaries but like you said yeah i mean that's great to throw that mix in there but let's have you know a couple of different actors in there talking about stuff you know their experiences for that particular episode, Let's especially it. when it's mm-hmm. their character centric episode. You bet. That's absolutely. We want to hear yeah. about that because the character, if they are the central character in that episode, we want to hear their perspective. I mean, we clamor for that stuff. I think fans, I don't know about you, the rest of you, but I sure want to hear, you know, what were they thinking? What was, you know, going through their head? How did they come up with this idea to do this? Did, did they have any input in this? Did they know about this? I mean, little things like that. We want to uh, know. For instance, the episode Mother, mm-hmm. uh, or uh, the one about Lily and uh, Maleficent, they should have had uh, Christian, uh, Christian, and uh, Agnes Bruckner oh. in there. They that's a huge, huge missing piece that that I think would have been yeah. fantastic. Well, actually, what would have been really kind of cool is to have had Kristen, right, and Ginny. Yeah, because they're mothers, and yeah. even Emma, the three of them talking, and it would have been cool to hear Agnes, but I would have liked to have heard from the three mothers mm-hmm. talking about that because I think and Ilana, the four of them. Oh my gosh, can you imagine a commentary with the four of them? Right. Whoa. Yeah. Because they each had a different p- part to play in that whole episode, and having them talk about their specific characters' point of view that would have been awesome. And uh, I also think every once in a while they should pull in uh, Eduardo. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of the, the way I'm thinking yeah. is, is yeah. really kind of cover all the different sides. Yeah. I know it's expensive to do what they do. Yeah. But, I mean, we're reviewing. Right. And these are right. my it's thoughts of list. what... It's a wish list. Sure. You know? Sure. I mean, we want to see more. We want to do more. I, I mean... I think for me personally, I would love to have a commentary on every single episode. I know that would be a little ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But if they could make it happen, it'd be kind of cool. 
Because I think it'd be really, really, really great to have them talk about, you know, have each episode something covered. Um, you know, but definitely more, more than just a handful. Well, and, and I do like they had a glimpse of uh, behind the scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be neat um, for get Sarah, the leaf lady in there and a couple of people that talk about behind the scenes mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I don't know. I, I just I, I want to see kind of a well-rounded little input of what they do so well. And that's. Yeah, that's my thought. I do recall specifically one of the commentaries, and I don't know recall which one it was, but it may have been more than one where they commented on how great the you know the actors and writers and directors and what have you were commenting on how great the crew is, and I love that they give them the shout out because their crew is amazing. They have such a fantastic crew, and um, I know that they appreciate them. So I like that they did that. And, yeah, it'd be nice to hear more. I just want more commentary. That's just me. Yep. And I think that will wrap it up. Uh, yeah. Again, we thank so much Disney and ABC for, for providing us with a review yes. copy. Fantastic. Of Once Upon a Time Season 4 mm-hmm. Blu-ray. And uh, thank you so much for all that you do and for providing that for us. Big thumbs up for me on that. It was yep. definitely uh, a lot better than last season's and last season's was really good. So I'm really excited to see what they'll do for season five. Yep. We are here with the magnificent uh, hosts of the magnificent podcast geeks of the galaxy. I have Josh hey. and Matt. Magnificent. I like that. I like that too. I'm gonna start using that on the show. Well you should. And I think you oh, need yeah. to I think you need to throw in magnificent in the name too. Geeks of the Magnificent Galaxy. Right. Ooh, or maybe Magnificent Geeks of the Galaxy. Either one. I like that. Oh, that works too. That that'll be good. <laughs> M Gog, I love it. There you go. <laughs> so I found you guys. Uh because you guys were at RegalCon with us covering the wonderful RegalCon. Yep, yep. And you guys are very kind online. And so we've kind of been uh, Twittering back and forth and Facebooking and all that. And then I find out that Matt, <laughs> magnificent Matt, has not seen Once Upon a Time. And I'm thinking that's kind of like that's kind of like not knowing anything about Comic Con or Twilight or anything and going to Comic Con. I didn't understand. I mean, shouldn't they revoke your card at the door at Regal Con? It's kind of like asking you questions like magic comes with a fill in the blank mat. And he's like, I don't know. I, a price? Oh, oh he knows. Now I know. He go- he Googled it right now. So of ours actually revoked Matt's geek card recently, so he hasn't gotten it back yet. Uh-oh. I thought I did by watching once. No, she still has it, dude. What? Why? Oh, yeah. We'll have to double check with that. That's our friend Elizabeth over at uh, Fangirl on the Run. She took Matt's geek card away. I am, I am very... See, you guys, <laughs> you, you two, and Elizabeth, and probably many others, are the most busiest people in the world. You guys are always going. You guys, you yeah, two guys yeah. go to comic cons everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's all about trying to, you know, build the name of the show up and get people to listen and just see that we are just as passionate about this stuff as they are. And we're not just two guys pretending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not trying to get fans. Like, I genuinely love this stuff. Matt genuinely loves this stuff. 
So uh, that's what our kind of show is all about, is just sharing that passion with everyone else. It's like, you love this stuff? We love this stuff. Let's love it together. So, so you guys, okay, Geeks of the Galaxy, you guys really cover everything. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what don't we cover, I guess? I was going to uh, say, Twilight. do you not cover anime? Anime? Yeah. We Actually, it's funny you mentioned that, because our guest we had on this past week uh, is really into anime and gaming and all that stuff. And that's actually a couple things we haven't actually talked about mm-hmm. on the show, which I'd like to get into this coming year. Like, get some professional gamers on really delve into some really cool anime stuff because me personally, before I was into superheroes and all that other stuff, I was a big anime fan. So like Dragon mm. Ball and Ninja Scroll and all that stuff. And then later on, I got into like Superman, Batman, all that stuff. Wow. The only reason I asked this was I didn't know if you went to Tuhu Con yesterday. No. There was an anime con at uh, the hotel I was at yesterday for another convention oh, wow. i went to so it was kind of funny it was very small but there were a lot of characters in costume and i'm i was kind of like i don't recognize any of these so <laughs> <laughs> so another convention that's crazy i know isn't that, that amazing is, that is crazy there's so many of them how long has geeks of the galaxy been around when did you guys start um, uh, about a year or so right matt yeah yeah yeah, we go ahead, Matt. Six. I know we actually went through a name change, actually. So I don't know if that count, if that counts as geeks or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we uh, we started a, a different show, similar. Before we started Geeks of the Galaxy, we were doing a show called Full Stream Radio, which we were just covering movies and stuff. And then <laughs> me as the host, wanting to give it more life and trying to make it better than it is, we're like, okay, we're changing the name. And we're going to cover more stuff because I'm bored talking about movies every week. Mm-hmm. And so are the fans, too. So are the people who are listening to the show. We're like, are you guys never going to talk about something other than movies? And we're like, we'd like to. So <laughs> There you go. And, well, thus, you this. and thus, Magnificent Geeks of the Galaxy, right. Galaxy was born. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm loving that name now. Might oh, just yeah. change it again. Give us a quarter. That's all we ask. <laughs> no, so, a shout out. That's what we need so, is a shout out. Absolutely. <laughs> they, 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 they've been very good to us. So, That's awesome. Um, we, you guys have a, a pretty good year. If you, you have only been around as Geeks of the Galaxy for a year. That's a pretty good year. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's yeah. Awesome. Yeah, we've just been hitting the conventions and everything. So, And you've had a lot to talk about, too. Sure. This past yeah. year and more to oh, come yeah. this year, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. The... Uh, uh, Quote Star Wars come back. Yeah, that's, that little yeah. that little Star Wars movie that's coming out yeah, in December. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm actually more excited for uh, Rogue One than Episode Seven, but that might get me in trouble with the, the Wars fans. So. <laughs> well, that, yeah, there's a lot of for you to choose from. So yeah, no, that's good. Great. All right, so let's let's kind of focus in on Matt for a moment. <laughs> now, Matt, you know, serious question. Wow. Kind yeah. of serious. Why did you not? Why was Once Upon a Time not on your radar initially? I think it kind of just fell to the wayside, honestly, when it first started coming out. Because I think it was, what, Sunday nights or Monday nights? Sunday, Sunday nights. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I remember seeing commercials for it, but I was, I remember, you know, I think it was like mostly working and then Walking Dead, it was on Sunday nights. So it kind of just kind of fell by the wayside originally. Okay. I just I just didn't know till you guys started talking about more Regacon, like you know, it was done by the writers of Lost, and I I'm a huge Lost fan, so I'm like, oh, maybe I should give this a shot. 
So was there, just besides you being busy and there's other things that, yeah. that you were watching, it it sounds like just the word didn't get out. Or is that kind of the way it was? Is no one kind of caught you and said, look, Matt, I mean, you have to check it out. Lost Riders, da-da-da. Pretty much. I mean, I think the only like podcast I remember talking about was like Defective Geeks, like way back when. Mm-hmm. So I kind of got an idea. I'm like, oh, it's about you know storybook characters coming, you know, coming to life. A little bit of Disney, a little bit about this and that, and then just kind of seeing stuff at Comic Con as well. That's pretty much my exposure to once originally. I think, and, and kind of tying it to the the title of this uh, episode is, I think introducing people to Once Upon a Time is kind of difficult because if you tell them, oh, they're fairy tale characters in today's world. It's kind of go, yeah. eh, okay, I'm out. It's weird. You hear the crickets chirping. Right. Because yeah. it, I mean. Would those be the Jiminy Crickets? Well, <laughs> that, those would be the Jiminy Crickets. <laughs> then you got to give Disney a quarter. The, <laughs> again? Again. <laughs> exactly. So that's kind of a tough thing to explain to somebody. So they go, oh, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll check that out for sure. Like, I'm not going to watch that. So. Yeah, I think I may- I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Uh, so as you began to watch it, what was the hook? What what started hook you? The first episode, honestly, because it was just so intriguing. And also they kind of made Snow White a badass, which surprised me. They did indeed. Because I know the first episode, what, she draws a sword and chucks it at somebody. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's not the Disney Snow White I know. I'm loving this. <laughs> Now, so when when we explain that to people and say, listen, it's a show about fairy tale characters, and then they start to fall asleep and you wake them up. No, no, no. Listen, listen. It's fairy tale characters in the real world. Okay, then they fall asleep again. Then we wake them up a second time and say, but with a twist. Yeah. It's not like Disney showed in the movies. Like, oh, huh. That's different. Strong female roles, really interesting mm-hmm. kind of characters, and they have to face the realities of what they've done. Yeah, yeah that's definitely. for sure. Like, even Prince Charming is becoming really cool, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How far into the series are you right now? See, right now, I just finished, I think a few days ago, uh, the episode where Grant realizes he was the Huntsman. Oh, nice. So you're still in season one. You have yes. so much more fun to go. Yeah. <laughs> I've been told. I've been told. So so you're a lost f- fan. Yes. And so you, what, what are some of the things that you notice right off the bat as a lost fan from j- just the pilot episode? The, f- um, the flashbacks and the parallel storylines. I'm like, oh, I'm like, that's lost. Mm-hmm. Out, out. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. When you finished Lost, was your opinion of the ending, how they ended the series, a good one? Or was it like you wanted to like get your money back? <laughs> I was one of the few that actually enjoyed the ending. Okay. All right. Just kind of curious because a lot of people were, they pretended they were good with it and they really didn't care for it a whole lot. And I'm one of those who I was like at first, I was like, oh yeah, that was good. And then I'm like, no, it was so not good. But then once I started watching uh, Once Upon a Time, I went, light bulb. I went back and watched the ending of Lost and I started to go, okay, I'm more okay with the ending now. 
So I don't know if that that's why I was just curious if you had that same experience or if you just had already liked the ending of Lost and then this just made it even better for you. I actually dug it because actually part of my theory I kept telling people for years in the show was the island was purgatory. So I was mm-hmm. sort yeah. of right. Yeah. Right, right. So I was, going, I was just right running around being like, I was right, sort of. <laughs> right. Yes. Now, let's kind of jump a little deeper into the pilot of Once Upon a Time. Mm-hmm. So we saw the eyeball open, which was a definite loss reference. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the numbers. You're going to see numbers nearly through the entire run, but specifically in season one, you're going to see the lost numbers over and over and over again. I got to keep an eye out for that. For so, example. Well, what what time was time frozen? There was... 8.15. Ah. Eight and fifteen. Then also the other huge one is Regina's house. Her house number is the magic number one oh eight. Right. Really? Yeah. Really. Yeah. Oh, I guess I gotta go back and start pausing now. That's pretty cool. There you go. You will see a lot of lost references. In fact, you will see some fun little little tiny things here and there that will uh will you'll be like, Oh, that's totally lost. You'll be wanting to look for things like well, do we want to tell you or do we want to not tell you? Um, I guess I'll, I'll keep surprised because I know. Keep like, surprised. Well, it, yeah. the, the one thing I'll tell you is it is uh, look for the oceanic plane. Nice. <laughs> I'll just say that. So, so they, they even put that in Castle, which surprised me, honestly. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they did. That was funny. But the. The pilot grabbed me from the very beginning. <clears throat> there were these little mythological things, a little lost Easter eggs and all that. Did you notice the the um, the Geronimo um, sticker on the back of Emma's car? No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there are a lot of uh, these little things throughout. And so as you watch it, You'll say, "Oh my gosh, that's another one." That's an-. and it doesn't happen all the time. And I think mm-hmm. it's kind of fun to look yeah. over and see McCutcheon whiskey and say, "Oh my god, that's hey, <laughs> hey, hey!" You know. So, as a Lost fan, that's part of the fun of watching Once Upon a Time. And some people are really annoyed with that because this is not Lost. I don't want to talk about this. This is Once Upon a Time. It's a totally <laughs> different show, you know. And but I'm glad that that Lost is kind of that. That semblance of order, then a little thread that you can use as you watch it. Yeah. It's nice to have those yeah. little Easter eggs, especially if you're a fan of the show. You know, we miss Lost. A mm-hmm. lot of us really still miss watching Lost. Yeah, and we thought it was such sure. a great show. And then you see little tiny homages to that in Once Upon a Time, and you're like, yes, I love that they still keep it alive on some level. Nice. And I've heard a lot of the cast actually comes back for Once Upon a Time. You will see some familiar faces as the seasons progress. Yes, indeed, you so, will. I want to say I saw Charlie already, or did I imagine that within the first five, six episodes? Charlie is not in the show. Charlie really? hasn't come back. Yeah, we would love to have him come back, but uh, he has not. Are you wow, thinking he's one of the? Were you thinking he was one of the dwarves, or were you thinking he was another character? Somebody looked like Charlie. That's all I know. I, I was like, oh, Charlie, that's cool. Yeah, no. 
He oh. hasn't been in the show, unfortunately. No. <laughs> no, my my hope is Evangeline Lily, but that's a whole different oh, show topic for yeah. a whole different. Do you have a day. favorite character so far? Right now, I'm really digging Emma. Okay, mm-hmm. and that's because she's attractive. Yeah, well, she is a very beautiful <laughs> woman, no question yes, about the, it. The char- I'm loving the character in, in general. <clears throat> yeah, she is a great character. I'm liking Regina too, just for how like deliciously evil she is right now. We love Regina. We love Regina a lot, <laughs> a lot, a lot. And actually, I didn't care for her in season one. Really? Yeah, I was like, come on, really? When, when especially as you get to know, and then once I got to a certain point and watched one particular episode, I went, okay, I kind of understand why she is the way she is because it just didn't yeah. seem legitimate to have her behave the way she was for no yeah. apparent reason and then when you realize what the reason is you go okay I'm I don't think it's a good thing but I still I understand it <laughs> you know yeah right now I'm just enjoying her reign of terror right now so it's now, pretty fun Rumple was my favorite character in season one like bar none and mostly because Robert Carlyle is unbelievably talented they they tend to get really talented actors on the show which is a great thing because then they're there and then unfortunately if they don't use them enough we lose them to other shows like we've yeah. lost some of our favorite characters to other shows but I love that they get just the most talented amazing people playing these characters and I love the character growth you will see that as you go through the, the series it's it's really spectacular Oh, nice. Yeah, you haven't seen my favorite character yet, so you just need to keep watching. Let's, oh, bring, yeah. let's bring Josh into this. Hi, Josh. Hey there. So <laughs> what hooked you when you watched Once Upon a Time? When I watched Once. Well, uh, I love the fact that you took all of the favorite characters that we grew up with, all these Disney characters, and you just totally turned them on their head and said, like, okay, now they're going to have – Real serious emotions, real serious problems, all these things. And then you're going to take a character like uh, Jennifer Morrison, please, Emma, of course. And she's going to be like the grounded character. And like, oh, by the way, you're in pretty much Disneyland now. And now you got to deal with all this. So <laughs> it's really cool to me to see her kind of take it all in. It's like, oh, my God, this stuff's for real. And it's like, oh, my God, Snow White is, you know, my mom and all this crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Spoiler, Matt, sorry. Well, they are, they mentioned that, so it's all good. Yeah. Okay, we're just yeah. making sure. I don't want to spoil too much for you. But no, just all that. Just like all these characters we grew up and loved, and now they're totally reimagined in this really cool way, and they're not the same characters you grew up with. And it's like, wow, this is awesome. And Emma's hot, so sold. <laughs> <laughs> what, you haven't seen Ruby yet? Well, her too, but I'm partial to blondes because okay. I married one. All so right. I'm all right. That's fair enough. Not taking anything away from Ruby. She's definitely a looker for sure. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Booty shorts. Yeah. <laughs> and I just love storytelling on it too as well because uh, Matt and I are both writers. So I just love how they are able to just take all these characters and just do something totally unique with them. And I was like, that's awesome. You wouldn't see that in a Disney movie. No. No, oh, not at sure. all. I'm like Matt and you were saying, uh, Colleen, I love – all the strong female characters in the show too. I just I think it's awesome. Like Snow White's guy has a sword and Emma's throwing all this crazy stuff at people and it's like it's just awesome. So let's really geek out. I, I want to really f- focus on uh, two things here and then we'll see where else we go from here. Okay, so Josh and and Matt if you want to chime in too that's perfectly mm-hmm. fine. Of course. Uh, we Colleen and I love the themes of Once Upon a Time. The stuff that's deep into what you see, what you hear, and the stuff that's really, you may see it, but it means something a lot deeper. 
let's talk about when Emma arrived in Storybrooke. Did anything really kind of jump out at you thematically? If if the if Emma is in fact the savior, and for lack of a better term, let's throw in hero. Yeah. Well, for me, like I was saying, it's all about kind of the hero's journey when she's mm-hmm. initially thrust into this new world and she's mm-hmm. like not sure what to do and how to accept it and if any of this is actually real or not. It's like it's really cool for me because I love that kind of story where it's like the hero's journey where she kind of, you know, you can already feel what's coming, where she's going to be like four seasons from now. And you get the goosebumps and everything. And then you're like, this is awesome. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. it. This is so cool because you know where she's going to go. Or maybe you don't know where she's going to go. But at the same time, it's like it's that always that initial first episode moment where you're like, this is going to go so many awesome places and I can't wait to see what happens. It was uh, just a little fun trivia thing is that in the pilot, most of the shops were all covered up. Hmm. The shop mm-hmm. names that, that you see prominently in episode two, three, four, five, six, seven, hmm. because they didn't know that it would work or not. Yeah. Oh, oh that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you look when Emma arrives in town and Archie comes out to meet her with the dog, that there's a big like... A painter's um, scaffolding. Well, a, a painter's um, tarp. cover tarp mm-hmm. over all the places where the store's names are. So, because hmm. they didn't want to extend all that money and, and put all that yeah, on there. Of course. So, anyway, that, that was kind of a fun thing. I rewatched it not too long ago. But let's 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 talk about it. So Emma comes in, and. She said, "Okay, to Henry, what's your what's your address?" And he said, "One, two, three, not telling you street." And she slams on the brakes, and she arrives right in the center of that interse- intersection, mm-hmm. right in the middle of, for lack of a better, town. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, Matt, the one thing I'll tell you is watch that intersection in your mind. Okay. There's a bunch of stuff that's going to happen in the intersection. Mm-hmm. Very important important stuff so that's some place i call it a um a place of power mm-hmm. because okay. it is it it draws people there right and so she slams on the brakes she gets out once her foot touches the ground do you guys remember what happens is that when the lights go out or is that just my imagination there's an there was an electrical spark Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So the hero is now touching down her foot on the cursed ground. She's come to rescue these people. She's yeah. there now. So it's yeah. on. Only she doesn't realize that's what's yeah. going on. Right. That's yeah. the cool part. She really doesn't realize what's happening. So the Regina did not come out to meet her. It was kind of a, a sentinel with a dog. Yeah. came out to meet her. And so it's kind of interesting looking at that kind of a way where we're so used to, you know, these kind of clashes of good and evil. It's it's really less than that. And, and if you look at Regina's house, it was kind of because Emma did this thing to bring Henry back to Storybrooke as a as a as a good thing. She was completing this task of helping out this boy that probably yeah. is her son. She's not yeah. sure at this point. But it's actually a plan. And Regina's, she didn't plan it, but 
Emma's being lured into this trap by coming to this town. And then Regina gives her the uh, really strong drink, and she ends up in jail. Yeah. And Regina doesn't want her to stay, Mm -hmm. but then Emma does. And once Emma stays, that's one of the steps of breaking the curse because time starts again. So those are things I'm going to mention to you that you need to start watching for because there's these steps that are going to happen. Because I think what people were used to or, or they wanted was a curse to be broken in one fell swoop. Just do this and the whole curse will be broken. Mm-hmm. But there's steps that happen and then it bre- it's like an onion. Yeah. This, this part gets knocked off and this gets knocked off and this gets knocked off. So um, those are some fun things to look forward to. And then let's talk about Star Wars. Now, you already mentioned the hero's journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going to see that. You're going to see the master and the apprentice. You're going to see all that kind of stuff because magic is like the force. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I don't know if you've noticed any kind of Star Wars. I I don't think you can get through the thing you love most without thinking about Star Wars and oh, yeah, for sure. a battle between Yoda and whoever or Palpatine <laughs> or whoever. Even that little... Even that little scuffle between was it a uh, Melissa Finn and Regina? Oh yeah, reminded me of like a, a force battle a little bit. <clears throat> Very much so. Yeah. Very much so. So I mean, that's another thing that people can kind of use to kind of look at. And um, but uh, it, we love the idea that these are now not only fairy tale creatures, but they're in our world. And so, I mean, one of the big things is Regina's so mad at Snow for something she did. It's something she took from her. And it's this kind of, you never are clear, but you'll get clear one of the episodes. It'll all be coming out of what Snow did. But it's um, it's kind of a neat, a neat way to kind of, it unravels. So that really is the magic. Yeah, it's the really what I consider the magic of of season one was just this slowly unraveling and taking you down a path and you think this is what's going to happen. And then all of a sudden they throw something else at you and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, wait, 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 what just happened there? And then you kind of follow that path and you go, okay, well, then if that happened, then this must be this. And we had so much fun theorizing season one what was really going on who was who because you really don't know who everybody is at, at you know right from the very very beginning you know some people and you kind of yeah. guess yeah, yeah. especially the twist with like for me prince charming i'm like what <laughs> <laughs> like that's really cool yeah so i mean you get little little things here and there and and you find uh little gems and little things and like i said watching these characters develop it's great to see them in flashbacks and see how they got where they are, but then watching their development now in the present day and in what we call the real world versus Enchanted Forest, it's yeah. really interesting to see their characters play out and how they react to certain situations. And then you start seeing, like, you know, we were talking about themes and and you'll see little themes here and there and, and you watch these characters make these choices and you're like, no, 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 stupid choice. Don't do that. <laughs> and then they make a better choice and you're like, yes. And I mean, the show, honestly, all four seasons so far, we've laughed, we have cried, we have screamed at the TV, we have <laughs> cheered, we have booed, we have just gone, run the gauntlet of emotions over the show. And it's one of those things we, it was, for me, very similar in Lost. I can honestly tell you the moment that 
Hurley found out Charlie died. Oh, I was... sobbed like a baby, like uncontrollable, just ugly crying, sobbing. It was horrible. And I'd already cried when Charlie died, but it was a quiet, you know, oh my gosh, my heart's broken. But when Hurley yeah. found out and he started crying, I'm like, <laughs> it was horrible. It was horrible. But I've I'll had admit- the same thing in Once Upon a Time. Wow, so there's going to be, oh yeah. man, man tears yeah, coming out. Yourself, Matt. There are some moments that will make you literally just sob. Well up. Yeah, you'll well up a bit. A little, little yeah. man tears, I think, Matt. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like the, Clint, I'll admit, the Hurley-Charlie reunion, reunion, I think, in the last season, mm-hmm. like, got me. That oh. cut me deep. Yeah. So deep. <laughs> and you will see things like that, and there will be moments like that where, you know, I like I said, there's just the gauntlet of emotions. And oh, there man. are some really funny little parts to it. Watch Regina, um, especially as the seasons go on. She kind of takes on what I consider the Sawyer uh, name-calling Right. <laughs> Sawyer's pet names for everyone. Regina's got that going on. And there are some really, really, really funny ones. And she's got some of the best lines. And you just kind of laugh. You're like, oh, my God, the sarcasm is deep with this woman. And it's hilarious. So there's just so many, so many great moments to this series. Now, I'm going to just tell you my opinion. You, mm-hmm. you may feel differently. Season two was rough for me the first time we watched it. Because okay. there were things that I was like, What? No, that does not belong in the story. Are you kidding me? It, honestly, there's an episode that we we deemed to be the Nikki and Paulo episode. You just kind of go, wow, dude, really? Wow. Now, I have gone back since, and I started rewatching again um, last year, last October-ish. I started watching from the beginning again. Started with season one just to kind of like relive a lot of stuff. And then having, you know been watching from the beginning but then caught up when i went back i started seeing things i hadn't seen before so it's always good to when you get a chance to go back and review something especially as you've gone through most of the seasons and i will tell you that when i watched second season again the second time around it wasn't as bad for me i was like i'd kind of reconciled i was okay with some of what was going on i was like okay it wasn't my favorite episode but i totally get it and especially knowing what was coming later it was kind of like okay that makes sense so Uh, just kind of buckle up for season two you may or may not like some of the stuff but power through that season three (laughs) epic season four even more epic and i'm totally excited for season five yeah pretty awesome so let's Let's see. We're at thirty-one. All right. Let's let's do this. Let's um. Well, because we really can't talk about what's coming up. No, <laughs> we can't spoil I mean, that. It's huge we spoiler can't spoil, spoil here. That. It'd be huge, massive spoiler, and we don't want that. Yeah, I don't. I, oh, okay. But what we can do is we can at least say that you are in for a ride. With okay. season five. So, like I said, power through, get yourself through seasons two, three, and four, and well, finish one first, of course, and then <laughs> get through two, three, and four. And I'm telling you, there are just some, there are some really amazing episodes as you go along. And, you know, some people didn't like some of the stuff that came up in some of the seasons on. That's ridiculous. But, you know, like I said, look at it from a different lens. Don't look at it purely from, um, we, we, inf- we have, a lot of folks we know online and, you know, what have you that are purists and they really don't like when the Disney story is strayed from. 
Right. But the reality oh, is that yeah, it makes it fun. It makes yeah, it so much exactly. more fun. And what we've told what we've told people, and I'm sure you you can appreciate this, is that you know Walt told the story his way, but he wasn't the originator of these stories. He yeah. kind of watered them down a bit from what the real fairy tales really are. Um, So, you know, that was Walt's version and that's great. And we love Walt's version. I mean, I absolutely love Disney movies. I, I can't get enough of them, but Oh yeah. I can appreciate on the flip side, these retellings and reimaginings. So while Walt was a, you know, a visionary with how he told the stories, Eddie and Adam have been, and his writing crew, which he's got a phenomenal writing crew, they have told these beautiful stories and taken, you know, elements of Walt's story and brought them into their own version of it and have given these characters a different life and new life in some cases. And I love the fact that there are so many mashups. You would never in a million years think to put, you know, Snow White and Cinderella in the same story. Yeah. Or Rumpelstiltskin or any of these characters. And yet they're all there. And so it's really fun to see when they bring in other characters, who are they going to bring in? And um, so you'll, I think you'll really, really appreciate the whole series as, as it, as it unfolds for you. Oh, nice. Can't wait. I'll, uh, I'll talk to more live tweets, Matt. Oh Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) That was fun. A little exhausting, but it wasn't fun. That was, was a lot of fun. (laughs) Charming for justice. (laughs) <laughs> now, did you? <laughs> now, were you tweeting from a, a smartphone or were you tweeting from a laptop or something? Oh, from my phone. Oh man, now that that'll yeah, that'll kill you. But oh my <laughs> gosh, I uh, iPad in my lap and iPhone in my hand, so I'm like doing double social media. <sighs> oh like, my god! Mm-hmm. On one thing, I got Twitter on the other hand. I'm like tweeting as I'm watching. Mm-hmm. I'm like multi screens here. It's like <laughs> kind of like, you know, the dude in the matrix who's running everything. So, <laughs> well, there's a, yeah, there's a purple heart out there for you that's for awesome. that. Cause that's, that's really tough. That does sound tough. Well, yeah. thankfully my Blu-ray player has a Wi-Fi, So that worked out for me. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. So, so let's slowly start coming in for a landing. Let, let's talk about Yoda, uh, in season one. You know, we have mentioned the hero's journey that Amazon, and I think there were different personifications of Yoda throughout season one. And Henry's one of them because Henry will be just outright say, no, 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 that the hero would be scared at this point, but you can't be. You have to keep going. It's important for you. Or when he's trying to explain to her, you're in this book. This is your story. And she's like, no, 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 come on, come on. And then as things progress, she has people in season one that kind of knock her back on track. And Henry's one of them. And uh, August W. Booth is another one. And he's coming. And uh, he's my favorite character. Uh, and making the Star Wars reference there, Jeff. At one point, it feels like she starts off in the series as kind of like Han. Mm -hmm. But she kind of progresses into more Luke. Yeah. As the seasons go on, because she gets into more like accepting of who she is. So yeah, she's still her gung ho self, but at the same time now she's not so much. I think she'd more like pull a lightsaber than pull a gun and be like, ah, oh, well, actually, I'm gonna try this way instead. So, yes, that's one cool thing about Emma that I really like that they do. I think she also does have some Leia characteristics too, on some oh, yeah. level. Oh yeah, and she'll she'll you'll see that kind of coming out. So uh, Eddie and Adam are huge Star Wars fans. Like yeah. huge yeah, Star Wars that, fans. That makes sense. <laughs> That's awesome. So I, I had. Oh wait, real quick. I'm sorry. Sure, sure. Can I just point this out. 
Since Absolutely. we were talking about Disney and Star Wars, did you guys notice that the new episode seven Stormtroopers look like Donald Duck? Uh, now that you mention it, they're Duck Troopers. Yeah, it's the craziest thing. I was like, wow, <laughs> Disney has officially taken over Star Wars. It's the mi- it's the mighty Duck Troopers. Yeah, it is. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm still going to see it. I just noticed that the other day. Oh, like, that's oh, funny. That's really funny. That's great. I'm not going to see anything else. I'm just going to see Duck Troopers now. <laughs> the quack the Imperial March entire way. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, somebody needs to make that happen. There you go. Okay, call to action, Internet. Make it happen. <laughs> the Internet is amazing. The Internet can do anything. Oh, my oh, gosh. And I mean internet. anything. Yeah, that's true. You got true. me to watch Once Upon a Time. Oh, that's fantastic. See? See? <laughs> so, so, yeah, I had the extreme pleasure, actually, Regal Con, uh, to go to the dinner and we sat at uh, Ian Bailey's table, who plays August W. Booth. Cool. And so nice. I was fanboying out pretty bad. And I just sat there and just bit my tongue and was quiet. And so he kind of looked and he goes, so how are you two doing? And, <laughs> and you know, she said, Colleen said, fine. And I said, now, I, I know this is kind of a fan question, but I, I have to ask this question. And I said, did you really pattern your character after Yoda? And he kind of sat back in his chair and he covered his mouth with his hand and he was <laughs> he was thinking. And then all of a sudden you could see the smile uh, start coming out from behind his hand. And he sat forward and he took his hand off his mouth and he said, you know, you're right. And he said, uh, he said there was a uh, shaman tree angle to the character because he said when i first got the script he said they didn't know who this guy was he said you you know you have a a leather jacket and a motorcycle and you're mysterious that's it so that's how he initially (laughs) Mm -hmm. created his character and then as time went on then they kind of built this character around and uh but emma's the one to watch for sure i mean Mm -hmm. regina's kind of easy to watch too but emma it really is the central part to this but watch all the interactions and 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 people kind of helping her along and it's um it's just it's a fantastic show you know i don't don't want to get off on the 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 whole negative thing but some people it's like it's like anything they'll watch until they find something that they don't like and they go okay i don't like it now but hang in there for the story because it, it is like lost do you care about Charlie, do you care about yeah. all the different characters? Do you care how it's going to end up? And I do, and I did with Lost, and so that's what's really fun about it. And Rumpelstiltskin, just buckle up for a ride. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh my! I love the actor. Well, I've been a big fan of Robert Carlyle for years. He is ridiculous. I mean, it's amazing to watch him. And then when you go to things like Paley Fest or if you're actually lucky enough to go to set, like we've been up to Vancouver a couple of times and see him. And then <clears throat> if you see some of the um, interviews with him to see Robert versus Rumpelstiltskin and you can see a little bit of it, you know, uh, it, there's a little bit of element of Robert in the character, but he's so different. You, it just makes you appreciate his character and the way he is so so masterful at his craft it Absolutely. it just it's just amazing um we did actually get to go to the set did or up to vancouver you didn't realize that no oh yeah we've been twice awesome. we actually went um right after season one they were filming season two 
and um, we got to Regina, watch them. Regina waved at us. <clears throat> she did. And nice. I said, uh, I said, like, hi. Or hello <laughs> hello there yeah. and she goes hi she waved at me so we had a connection there a little bit and then we actually met charming so uh yeah. josh dallas is he's really very truly very charming in real life too so that was really cool and then we went um just a few couple months ago and we got to watch more filming for the pilot of or the opening episode of season five and we are just so excited for that and we got to hang out with well not hang out with but you know hang around on set while while they filmed and it was it was really it was really spectacular it really was did you guys see the scene that they showed at comic-con no no i didn't was it cool Oh yeah, yeah. We, I saw the, a trailer that they posted on Facebook, yes. like a brief one. But was that the one you're talking about? It, it was the first scene from the uh, premiere of season five. Yeah, oh, we, okay. yeah, I think I did. Yeah, 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 we watched that being filmed. Oh wow! Nice. Mm-hmm. And it was it was really something else to watch. Uh, you know, just it was really really cool. Can I ask you guys a quick question? You sure can. Okay. Do you like how Regina's character has unfolded since the first season? Because I really like how badass she is in the beginning, and it seems like she's kind of watered, been watered down a bit. Like she's now kind of half anti-hero, half hero. It's like, eh, no, we'll keep her a bad guy. I want to see her glide with Emma. It'd be awesome. Well, okay. I'll, short answer, yes. Would okay. Oh, love, love, love the transformation with Regina. Now, okay. with, with that in mind, she's kind of like a great gunfighter mm-hmm. who's no longer the gunfighter but huh. at a moment's notice if someone she cares about needs help mm-hmm. she will whip those guns out she will whip okay. on the evil queen and she <laughs> she is ready yeah. and you know i, I don't want yeah, that's true. I, I don't want to get and, and that's really that's what i really like about her is that she kind of compartmentalizes that whole evil queen side of her. It's not gone. Yeah. It's there. And there's a real pivotal scene, actually, when, with her and, and Zelina and all that toward oh, that so cool. later on when, you know, it's interesting. I don't want to go off on a tangent, but it's interesting when people say, I'm going to be good now. I'm going to stop doing bad things or whatever in my life. And then they make a mistake and people say, hey, 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 I'm. You said you were going to be good now. Right. And that's kind of what they were doing to her. Say, well, wait a minute. You're a hero. And she goes, yeah, not today. So, so <laughs> it's it's all about choices mm-hmm. yeah. in the moment. What side of you do you need? What side do you need to draw on? And uh, Neverland, she, oh, yeah. it, it all depends on. So, anyhow. Do not spoil this for Matt. For Matt. There's a lot of people that that don't like this new, uh, and, and the the term is redeemed Regina. They don't like her being redeemed. I, I, I love it because I, I think it shows a growth in a character. Otherwise, you have a very thin, kind of a two-dimensional character. I am just mean and evil all the time. Well, I mean, and when you think about it, that's actually real life because, I don't know about you guys, but... I don't like to be put into a box and I don't like to be labeled because I'm not one thing or maybe two things. I am many things and I'm not all those things at all the same time. So, you know, today I might be, I'm just going to say it, bitchy calling, 
Okay. <laughs> I might be. Today I might be sweet, angelic, happy-go-lucky, Colleen. I might be, you know, very legalistic, whatever, lawyerly, Colleen, as Jeff likes to call me. But I am not any one of those things at any one given time. And some some days more than others, I am, you know, one way. And, uh, you know, those other things might still be there. I have the great capacity to be not so nice. And I temper that. And I think that that's the thing what we're seeing with Regina is Regina being so evil. Just, oh, my gosh, evil, evil, evil. But then you turn around and you look at that where right now, you know, what we're seeing is, is she still evil? Yeah, I think there's still that capacity in her. Most definitely. Is it gone? No. Is it maybe a little bit under control? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, no, I, I like the, I like that. that. That's a good way to look at her gunfighter and all that. Yeah. It's, 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 it's like, like this Clint Eastwood vision in my head now. <laughs> That's exactly who I envisioned too. Three fireballs or only four. (laughs) She loves the fireballs. She does. She is. She's like Super Mario. (laughs) Probably has magic mushrooms somewhere in her vault of you know spells and whatnot. She probably does. I I can't talk, but yeah, you might be right. Uh, All right. So let's. Uh, this has been just fantastic. You guys are are just the coolest, and and you got to know that. Thank and you. and I really, I really appreciate what you guys do for the fans, because you are fans mm-hmm. and yep. you do, uh, you care uh, about uh, you know, the fans and and what they're into and what they, uh, what they want to see. And so you guys are really doing a lot of uh, a lot of cool stuff for local conventions that I think a lot of us really just don't have time to do and so i want to thank you for covering those types of things too absolutely i mean oh of course uh i mean i i believe in the old zig ziglar saying in life you can get everything you want of life if you help others get what they want hmm. that's a great saying yeah, yeah he's got it some is. really good things he's like a positive he, dr seuss you so. know what <laughs> that is a great way to look at it and it's so true yeah. it's so no, very true I mean, it's great i love being able to help others out it's something i personally just like to do i like to help other people Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I do have one question for you guys. Sure. Since you were at RegalCon, yeah. was there a highlight for you at the con? Hmm. There were a lot, actually. I mean, I can't specify one particular moment because so many cool things happened while we were there. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got to meet some new friends. We did I... that kick-ass group press photo. That was really awesome. Yeah. Uh, for me, personally, for me, I was like, wow. It was kind of like, okay, I was thinking to myself when Matt and I were hanging out, it's like, wow, we can actually really do this. We can go to these conventions and network and do all these amazing things, and the show can actually become something. And like you guys were saying, we can give back to the fans and show them that we love it just as much as they do. I mean, there were so many cool things. But also seeing Zelina up close was like, oh, my God, she's so hot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She is very lovely. Did you get a chance to talk to any of the actors or... No, they were swarmed by fourteen-year-old oncers, so we didn't dare cross that line. Yeah, yeah, they were they were definitely swarmed in a lot of cases. Um, yeah. So, but it was very cool. And if you get the opportunity to have a chance to talk to them, I highly, highly, highly recommend it because they're all Absolutely. just the nicest people you would ever want to meet. Like ever. Oh, that's great to hear. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. 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 Maybe ne- next next week we'll, we'll we'll talk to them. So you didn't go to the cocktail party? Uh, Friday night. Briefly, we, but it was 
Like, we tried, but it was so sworn. We're like, we can't even walk around. Yeah. they I, The actors really did a great job of kind of um, moving around. Yeah. And I, I think they did a fantastic job. And so that's why I was kind of shocked because at the very least you could have talked to, you know, Lee and Gil and that kind of a thing. So. I actually wanted to talk to Lee because he's grumpy, right? Yes, oh, yeah. He is. yeah. Oh, yeah. He's one of my favorite characters. And I was like, there's grumpy, but he was yeah. also in Pirates. Oh, my God. No, he's surrounded by. Ah. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he is he is super cool. He is really very super cool. And he's just he's a very straightforward, yep. no-nonsense kind of a guy. Yeah, we love Lee. Love he's that. Cool. Love that. Very cool. All right. So where can people find you guys and your Audible and other creations online? Magnificent uh, podcast. Magnificent it's, podcast. <laughs> my, our, 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 so you can find the Magnificent Geeks of the Galaxy, now dubbed by you guys. Sure. <laughs> uh, you can go to soundcloud.com slash geeks of the galaxy. You can find us on iTunes. And then, of course, we're all over all social medias. We're on Facebook and Twitter. Twitter, we're at Geek Galaxy Cast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then find all of our fun photos on Instagram as well. So, Remat, anything yep. I forget? Um, no, you actually cover them. And then, of course, just Joshua <laughs> J. Twitter handle. My Twitter handle is this Matt Solis. Yep. We try to be responsive, so it's all good. Yep. Excellent. We're not bots. Come say hi to us. <laughs> and we're going to get you guys a couple of uh, Geeks of the Galaxy t-shirts once we have the new ones made. So. Awesome. Oh, that's Thank fantastic. You. That'd be great. Thanks so much, well, guys. Thank you guys you know, for having us on your show. Oh, yeah, of course. Thank you so, so, so much. I, I really appreciate it. And yes, and we we know that we have a lot of listeners who love to geek out. So oh yeah, oh, so do we. They will really, <laughs> oh, and if yeah. they don't already know about you, they will love to yeah. hear about you on on our show. So absolutely. Well, thank you guys again, though, for having us. It's been great. All right, so take care, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right, bye guys. Awesome. Bye. Have a good one. All right, hold hold on. Don't don't leave. Okay. So cool. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thanks again. You, you bet. Okay. So. And I can't wait to talk to Matt again when he's caught up. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it's a different season, that'd be really cool to kind of go, okay, now I'm on this season. Maybe we should do uh, this like every, one, every once you get through seasons. Yeah. yeah sure. That might be a bad idea, like a recap almost. Yeah. yeah. So then we can like talk more and say, okay, now that you remember what we talked about when you were still on season one, now yeah. what do you think of this? And then we can add more. That'd be, I think that'd be fun. I have one question. Does Henry become anybody? Because I keep watching yes. him being like, is he Pinocchio? Is he like a mini of some sort? Is he Peter Pan? He does, but you don't find out till later. Okay. We'll, later. Yeah, we won't tell you what's going on yeah. there with that. But, but, but yeah. It's awesome. Man. That's it's worth awesome. the wait. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's, that's, okay. so that's worth. Somebody. I, thought, oh, yeah. I was sitting there going like, yeah. he's got to be somebody. He can't just be some kid. You know, actually, I thought he was <laughs> Pinocchio at first, too, when I first watched the show initially. I was like, oh, he's got no way. Oh, he's not. <laughs> so that's one theory out the window then there there are theories out there as to who he we we all theorize we're like okay is he gonna be you know this character and that character what if he's da, 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 da. we had all kinds of crazy theories and all kinds of really good ones and none of us were right right <laughs> just none yeah. of us were right now i not to brag or anything but there were a lot of theories i had about season one a lot of theories i had about season two and i was kind of right on a lot of them 
And people are like, oh, it's this, it's this. I'm like, no, no, no. And here's why. It's da 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 And they're like, what? I'm like, no, I'm telling you. And then I was right. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to brag or anything, but I told you so. I got the most wrong ones. <laughs> I, I rule at being wrong. He had some of the funniest. Well, you're married. It's, 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 it's a given. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, so am I. I'm never, actually, I'm never right. You can ask my wife. No, yeah. he's uh, right yeah. sometimes. <laughs> All right, y'all. Uh, take care so much. Uh, well, I yeah. really appreciate your time on a Sunday. So. Yeah. Of course. Oh, yeah, of course. Care. Absolutely. No, it's been a lot of fun. It's my first day off, so I was more than happy to be like, cool, let's do some fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I will let it's you guys uh, – I'll let you know when it's up and uh, sure. appreciate any retweeties or whatever. So thanks, guys. Oh, of course. Yeah. We'll definitely do that. All right. yeah, yeah. You're caught oh, up, oh, Josh, right? You're caught up with the season? Yeah, 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 absolutely. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do <laughs> next week, next Sunday. I know, right? I know. They have this uh, event going on at the Dave and Buster's that the people who threw RegalCon right they do like a, a live watch of the pilot or not the pilot, the new season. Right, yeah. right. So. Yeah, yeah, we we cannot attend because we have to do the uh, first thoughts yeah. right after the episode. So oh, that would be that would be All tough. Right, well. Matt yeah. and I will go. We'll have some drinks. It'll be a good time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, definitely. We'll give you guys a shout out for sure. I'm be right like, on. once fan podcast. Wish you were here. Love Geeks of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah, magnificent Geeks of the Galaxy. Magnificent Geeks of the Galaxy. That's right. You gotta throw magnificent in there. Yeah, you better I'm trade do that now from, for tomorrow's show. I'm gonna be like, welcome to the magnificent <laughs> Geeks of the Galaxy. You gotta trademark I love it. it. Once upon time fan podcast. <laughs> All right, take care, guys. See ya. Thanks. See ya. Bye. Bye. Okay, that's it. Our hiatus is over. Mm-hmm. It is. We are now entering back into the normal first thoughts and yes, main show for season 5A. Mm-hmm. We get a break in between. So we want to thank everyone for joining us on this journey. Mm-hmm. And I want to specifically thank Josh and Matt for coming on the podcast. And, yes. Uh, being great. uh Great guests, and thanks uh, to Matt for letting me grind his gears a little bit about not watching Once Upon a Time. Well, uh, now he is, but being, yes. being pretty far behind. He needs to get Correct. caught up. Yeah, he, need, he needs a couple of binge weekends or something. Yeah. So anyway, uh, thanks so much. We appreciate all your retweets, and mm-hmm. uh, please spread the word because we're really trying to uh, make a bigger, uh, uh, bigger splash, splash on um, social media, <laughs> on Twitter and yeah. Facebook, and we'll be moving out to uh, Pinterest. And yeah, man, only twenty four hours in a day. So anyway, but uh, thank you so much. We uh, we can use your uh, support mm-hmm. uh, if you would be so kind as to use our affiliate link. Uh, when you shop at Amazon, we get a small percentage of what you buy. And you can buy whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And that's at onceuponatimepodcast.com slash store. And uh, so that's it. Next week. Yay. Dark Swan. Here we come. Oh, I'm so excited. So, so excited. Uh, season five kicks off with a bang. Mm-hmm. And we saw part of it being filmed. So until next time, this is Jeff and Colleen saying bye-bye. See you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This is a Rony Zone Media production. Our website is onceuponatimepodcast.com. You can contact us by going to 
onceuponatimepodcast.com slash contact. You can also connect with us on social media by going to onceuponatimepodcast.com slash connect. If you enjoy what we do and would like to support us, we invite you to go to onceuponatimepodcast.com slash support. There's a number of ways that you can help us out, and we truly thank you for it. The Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast, where you experience more of the magic of ABC TV's Once Upon a Time. <laughs>